0: Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Ron coming to you from the sanctuary here with Pastor Jade. Hope everybody's having a great uh, midweek evening on this little bit cool Indiana weather uh, that we find ourselves in right now. Hope you've had a great day, a great work day, great work week thus far, and uh, we are thankful that we can come into your home just for a few minutes to uh, just connect and hopefully encourage and... uh, Say something that may be in, be uplifting to you tonight. Yeah. Uh, wish we was able to be in the house of the Lord together. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely.
0: But due to so much sickness uh, around Fayette County and even uh, several within the church family here, still not 100%. Uh, yeah. This, we believe, is the smartest way for us to come into your home tonight. So we say thank you as you're jumping on with us tonight, and uh, Pastor Jay, thank you for being with us tonight as well. Always a pleasure. And uh, so we're going to just kind of stay kind of in the same mold we was last night as a time of prayer for mm-hmm. Armenia last evening. For those that joined us, we say thank you for yeah, doing that. Absolutely. Uh, but tonight, we're going to just kind of bounce some things off each other, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we're gonna have a time of prayer for our nation I know those of you that was watching and was with us on Sunday uh, that we've kinda of called uh, folks to a time of intercessory prayer uh, for our nation as we are in this very pivotal time uh, as a nation as well as the body of Christ and uh, we're believing for the Lord to show himself mightily uh, in this in this season I believe that wholeheartedly uh, but we are praying, in a time of intercessory prayer for our nation in this very yes. uh, delegate season, this time of uh, where there's a lot of political ambitions and uh, a lot of things taking place. But uh, but tonight we are so thankful that we have technology where we're able to continue to share the good news of the gospel, as well as hopefully bring uh, some. Some comfort and some peace and some rest, uh yeah. maybe those are a little weary and uh, but really, before we go any further and we jump into the word together tonight, I do just want to say to our church family uh, that we 're praying for you uh, and we 're believing and trusting for a quick recovery on your behalf and uh, know this uh, myself, Pastor Jade as well as, uh, as sister Segarra and uh, sister debbie uh, we're we 're praying for you yeah. and we 're here. If we're able to do anything for you, please let us know. And we yeah. want to do that. We and, absolutely uh, will. And we was on the phone with several uh, today just checking in and making sure that, uh, that everybody had what they needed. And mm-hmm. it seems like people are getting healthier. Yeah. So praise the Lord for that. Feeling better. Amen. Uh, but we do have a few people that still uh not feeling well. So please continue to pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, we'd say thank you for it. And I know they'd appreciate it as well. And... Uh, we will let everyone know later in the week about what we're going to do on Sunday yeah. as far as whether it's going to be in person or whether mm-hmm. it's just going to be online. Uh, but tonight, uh, we're just going to kind of let the Lord lead us for the next little bit. We won't stay on a whole long period of time, maybe. I don't know. We'll we are see. We're preachers, right? Yeah, we are preachers. No, no guarantees. Uh, but... Uh, But I want to just kind of set the stage, and Pastor Jade will just roll this thing out together here. Uh, But I believe it's safe to say tonight that our nation uh, has lost its way in some aspects. And I don't say that in a degrading fashion. Uh, I love this nation, and I'm I'm honored to be able to call it home. Mm And I think most people that know us know that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we as a nation, uh, what really alarms me is that we no longer really regard God or his statutes or his commandments. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, even within the the realm of the church world, uh seems like we've lost our way on some of those things. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Much of where we find ourselves today, if we're going to be real honest about it tonight, uh, as a nation, much of where we find ourselves really is the result of the church inside this nation leaving the principles of the faith. Mm -hmm. And this is not legalism. This isn't tradition. This is just about the real reality that... uh, That's
1: what we're facing, yeah.
0: ...that we see the results of... When a, when a church begins to go its own way mm-hmm. instead of the ways of the Lord. Yeah. And it's very alarming. It's very discouraging at times when you see that because we know this. We have a good, good Father in heaven that wants to bless us and wants us to move forward. He doesn't want to restrain us in any form, that mm-hmm. to bring negativity to us in any, any fashion. But we know this tonight. That uh, judgment does begin at the house of the Lord, yes. and we have we have preached many messages in this house concerning yeah. uh, coming back to a life of holiness, a life of being set apart for the service of the Lord, and all of those things. But tonight, when we really look at where we're at, we have to say that in recent years that we have witnessed the church be more concerned with political correctness than about being biblically correct. Absolutely. And now we see the results of it. We have a nation uh, that has a generation that is confused and full of uncertainty, and we see where fear is gripping the hearts of many today because it seems like there's no security. Uh, But I will say this. There is still... An arm that is not shortened. Yep. And that arm is the arm of the Lord. And tonight I take refuge in that. Yeah. And I take comfort in that, yeah. knowing that my God is still able to do exceeding abundantly anything we could ever ask or ask think. Ask or think. Yes. And uh, so, with that in mind, you know, if we go back to what I was sharing on Sunday, I pray that people heard uh, the heart of the Lord and what I tried to share on Sunday. Uh, I don't want it to come across as a political message. It it wasn't that at all. It's so much bigger. And uh, I do believe that God is doing something in the earth today and we have to be sensitive to it. And Mm -hmm. uh, so with that being said, I I just want you to take for a few moments and just kind of share what you're thinking, what you're feeling today. You was in the room with me on Sunday uh, in this sanctuary and uh, there was a presence of the Lord even though it was just us in here Yeah,
1: there was an anointing there
0: was an anointing of the Lord in this room and I believe it was validating and it was it was trying to get the message across that listen there there's some things that evil is trying to do but I'm getting ready to bring a disruption to that and and God is getting ready to get glory I believe wholeheartedly uh, but what do you feel like as we as people of the faith need to be doing at this time, at, from your perspective, at, for your generation? Well,
1: I, I will say this. Um, we, we say it all the time. Prayer has to be at the forefront. Um, um, I, I always love, we, you know, we talk about, and you even spoke about it on Sunday, when Elijah called fire down from heaven to consume the altar. One thing I love about that story is the the Bible says that he gathered the the children of Israel around him and then built the altar. He set the example. He showed them this is how it's to be done. It has to start with an altar. I think that's something that any believer knows that it has to come through prayer. We know 2 Chronicles 7.14, we quote it all the time. It starts with prayer. But I think something that I see in the american church uh, especially and and i, I want to get your take on this too because um, this is something i've seen growing up in the church um, you know i was, I was a, a a preacher's kid i was a p.k he was a p.k. Was a nothing PK. wrong with that i you know, was a p.k. yeah you were a p.k. Yeah. there's nothing wrong with p.k's but sometimes preacher's kids can act more like pagan kids sometimes oh, <laughs> that never happened in my house okay all right i'll call <laughs> some of your brothers and sisters see what they say uh, about that But. Uh, <sighs> No, um, growing up in this is, um, I, I felt like from, from, from growing up in, in, I remember all night prayer meeting, right? Um, I remember sleeping under the pew during all night prayer meeting and right. being awakened to the sound of, of, you know, grandmothers and aunts and uncles and my mother and my father crying out to God. Um, I, I remember that. And, and as I got older, it slowly faded and faded and faded and faded and faded. And and I'm using that as an example is, is what happened in, in the church is I, I believe is, is, is everybody kind of didn't take the Word of God, the things of God as serious as they once did. You know, well, well I've heard God is coming back for years and years and He yeah. still hasn't. Or I, I heard that God is a healer but He didn't heal when I wanted Him to so therefore He's not a good... And we saw all these things happen and, and the, church, the church just kind of fell in, in, in a sense of they, they gave up on the things of God. Not, not everybody. There's right. always a remnant of people. But we've seen that there, there has crept in this, this thing of, well, I'm okay. Right. I'm going to punch my time card to heaven as long as I go to the house of God. I'll be all right. And what has crept in is this complacency. The Bible tells us that Moses... Um, was content to stay with Jethro. It right. literally uses that word. Yeah. He was content. He had, he had done wrong in Egypt. He had fled Egypt. But now he had this life. He had a job. He had a home. He had a family. Right. And many of us, we have jobs. We have a home. We have a family. And many of us are happy with that. Right. But is that what God is satisfied with our life? I think that's what it comes down to is God is wanting His people to begin to cry out to Him again, call unto Him again, and be willing to be used by Him again. Because, yeah, Moses was content. He had a great life, but it wasn't setting people free. Right. Um, and how many of us, and I, I, I know Pastor can, can probably attest to this. My wife can attest to this. Our young people can attest to this. I like to push our young people to, the, to know and to seek what the call of God is on their life. Because, yeah, I want them to be successful in academics. Yes, I want them to be successful right. at, at work and, and whatever. you know. If they want to go to college, if that's what God wants for their life, I want that for their life. I want them to succeed in this life. But more than anything, I want them to pursue the call of God. Because we're in a time that, that we had this, this stretch of time as I was growing up where it was just, well, I'm just going to come to church and that's enough. That's no longer enough. Um, we're in a now or never uh, season is how I see it, how, how I believe the morality in our nation has decayed so greatly that the church has to cry out, has to be who God wants us to be. We have to be willing to do what he's wanting us to do. We have to come humbly to him. And he will, the James 4 tells us that he will lift us up. Right. right. And, and I, I think that so often we get hung up on the affairs of this life and the church gets so hung up on the, the trials and tribulations of this life. But if, if we simply humble ourselves before God, He'll lift us up. He'll lift us up above all the things that are going on, all the issues going on in our life. And, and that's just simply what Jesus said in Matthew 6 when He said, Seek ye first the kingdom Absolutely. of God and His righteousness. And, and more or less, if you sum it up, in my, in my terminology is I'll take care of the rest. Absolutely. And that has to come back to the church. It has to come back to its first love. It's got to come back to a place of prayer. It's got to come back to a place of brokenness and anguish. That, you know, David told God in Psalms fifty-one, "You delight in you. You don't want my sacrifices and all my, my burnt offerings." What he was saying is, you don't want my religious activity. Right. You want my heart. Absolutely. You want a broken and a contrite. What that word means is a humble, broken right. heart. And, and why do we say broken? Because when we're broken, God can put us back in the way and the manner that He has and for the purpose He has in our life. And, and all that comes to pass. So I think we have to come back to a place of humility, of prayer, of being willing to be who God's calling us to be. Um, but I think that overall, going back to what started this conversation, as I've seen in the American church, is is there's no care anymore. There there has, through the years, it's, well, it's just what we do. But it's got to become who we are. Um, Worship is not something we do. It's who we are. Prayer shouldn't be something we do. It should be part of who we are. Um, Sacrifice shouldn't be something, well, I got to do it. No, it should be part of who we
0: are. Absolutely. I believe that's very true. And I think what we see is talking about the humility Mm -hmm. The only way we ever get into that place of humility to really be and to do as God has called us to do is when we come to that place where the altar has been rebuilt and where we become men and women uh, of prayer. Mm -hmm. I believe that's the foundation. Uh, You know, when you take the word of the Lord and you take the altar and you mesh them together, Mm -hmm. uh, then we don't have issues with humility. Yeah. We don't have issues with holiness and morality. Yeah. Uh, we, we will know how to love people. We will know how to serve people. We'll, and it won't be something that we begrudgingly do, but it will be something that we desire yeah, to do. Are, yeah. And I think it's we're not the first generation of people no, to, to have to not. navigate our way through this. And uh, I'm thankful that... When you read through the Bible that you don 't just see all of these glorious people just hit all these high marks yeah i 'm glad that weaved in the Bible there's yeah. these stories that was strategically placed there, yeah. uh, by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, because of the simple fact he was wanting us to see and uh, understand and uh, this not just from one perspective, from from many different angles. And I think when you start looking at the early church, uh, we know the church was birthed in power. It it was—it began to operate in authority, and uh, it turned the world upside down. Mm -hmm. You know, we we find— this amazing explosion happens in Jerusalem yeah. shortly after the crucifixion of Christ and, you know, the 120 is in the upper room mm-hmm. and, and we find that Peter stands up and begins to preach with the 11 and... and those that was in Jerusalem they began how is it that we're hearing this in, in this language or in this language yeah. and how is God able to do this was, mm-hmm. was this ultimate question aren't all of these Galileans are yeah. you know, uh, uh, so, but we see that 3,000 was added and then you, you go on over into the, the next couple chapters you see yeah. another multitude of people are yeah. added and it looks like everything is just going well but then all of a sudden in chapter 5 of the book of Acts, you see and you read of a story, it's almost like it doesn't belong there, mm-hmm. Ananias and Sapphira. And it's like yeah. they, uh, they kept back a part of the price and of the property the that Holy they spirit. sold. And, and Peter, full of discernment and boldness, said, Listen, you're not lying to man, uh, but you have lied to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we find that the early church began to have to deal with a spirit of deception. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's much of what we've been yeah. dealing with for some times in recent Deceived, history, yeah. is a spirit of deception. What does the What does the Bible say the enemy come to do? Come to steal, kill, kill and, destroy. and destroy. How does he do that? Is through deception, mm-hmm. by speaking half truths, by getting yeah. people to believe. Well, it really don't require you to give everything. It don't really yeah. require you to be completely surrendered mm-hmm. and. Because of a little bit of manipulation and us getting to a place where we, if we're honest, we we can read of other stories uh, in Scripture where we begin to get our eyes on Babylonian garments and wedges of gold, yeah. and, and we forget the purpose and we forget the advancement, mm-hmm. and we find ourselves self-contaminating, if yeah. you will, and then we wonder why. The power isn't flowing. We wonder why the presence isn't so thick. And Mm -hmm. we wonder why the blessing isn't there. And uh, Mm -hmm. we wonder how the family nucleus has gotten so off track and twisted and around. And and we have to come back and look and say, you know what? It was because a spirit of deception has taken us and has taken us from the principles of the faith and the foundation of God. And now we're out of the will of God. And therefore... He's not conforming to us, but we have to conform to him. And and I believe right now it's very critical. It cannot be overstated how critical it is Mm -hmm. for us as the church in America. I'm not talking about denominations. I'm not talking about about preference. I'm talking about the the blood-bought saints of God, those that could raise their hand and say that I have asked Him to be Lord of my life. I've Mm -hmm. surrendered my all. I'm I'm talking to that group of people tonight. If that's you and I, then we have to self-examine and say, God, is my life truly surrendered to you and to your purpose and to your will? Absolutely. And uh, the only way that happens is if we do come back into a place where we are not religious, but Mm -hmm. where we are in intimate relationship and fellowship with our Father. And we can only do that through prayer. And that's why I believe it cannot be overstated tonight that we come back to being men and women of prayer and of the Word. And that's why I think it's so important over these next few days uh, that the church finds itself in a place of intercession Mm -hmm. because we're not just praying uh, for a political outcome one way or the other. But we are praying for... The fundamentals. Yeah, the soul of our nation, really. Uh, And absolutely. uh, Because this nation, uh, I and those in this house have heard me say it over and over and over. I do not believe God has done with this nation. No. I don't believe that at all. But I believe the church with inside this nation has got to come to a place of true repentance. Mm -hmm. And I believe there is a remnant that is doing that. But I, I think, you know, sometimes we, we quote second chronicles 714 you referenced yeah. it earlier uh but you know it's not just uh, call out but it is repent and mm-hmm. turn yeah. and he says then i'll forgive your sins yeah. and then i'll heal your land yep and i think there has to be a turning yeah and i believe that uh if we're not careful in this season uh through all of this pandemic everybody just says i can't wait to get back to what it was well we can't afford we can't to go afford back no. to what it was no we have to go back to a place where we say God we desire you we desire your presence we desire a change mm-hmm. and uh, and I know most of you that are watching us you love this nation and you want what's best for it and uh, but we we gotta make sure that we're not been led uh, by a spirit of deception telling yeah. us, well, we need this and we need that. No, what we need is a heart of repentance towards God. Absolutely. And where we come and humble ourselves before Him and then say, God, you do what you desire to do yeah. in this season of time. And then we make the decision to be the church. Yeah. And that means that we come back to the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the greatest travesties that we've seen in recent history is that we have become so inwardly focused. Churches became all about us. How is this going to make me better? How is this going to make me feel? And all of these things while we come to the local church to be edified and equipped, I know that, Mm -hmm. but we come here to be edified and equipped to go beyond here uh, to reach a world, to be salt and to be light. And uh, I think that's where we find ourselves today. And, you know, it can't be overstated how important it is for us as men and women of faith to be found faithful, not to our ideal or our plan, but to be found faithful to the will of God and the Word of God concerning this generation. Yeah. And it really hasn't changed. No. And it says go into all the world, Yeah. teach all nations, yeah. preach the gospel of Christ, you know, but we find that if we're not careful, we're doing everything but those fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my my plea is that in this season, as the church is repenting, yeah. as the church is turning and yeah. getting its focus back on the things of God, like we should have always had, mm-hmm. uh, and... Uh, I think as we're seeing this and starting to witness this, there is something that's stirring in my spirit where I believe that there is something unique getting ready to take place. And I don't say that lightly, I don't say that loosely, Mm -hmm. but I do believe uh, sincerely tonight that there is a a breaking of the spirit of deception that has been upon the local houses of Mm worship. And, and I've I said agree. this in recent and in recent times in this platform uh, that I believe that there's there's some disruptions and there's some shiftings and and I believe God's getting ready to be glorified.
1: Absolutely, and, but wouldn't you agree? And, and it's something that, as we're talking about repentance, I, you know, I, I think especially in the home folk here, we've heard about repentance. Um, a decent amount over the last few months, and, and it's important. But I, I think one concept that we overlook with repentance is there's not true repentance without true conviction. Absolutely. Um, I think of David and his, his the sin that he committed with uh, Bathsheba and and what he did to Uriah, her husband, and and, and not only committing adultery, but um, literally writing a death sentence to me, you know, we find that the prophet Nathan comes to him in the next chapter, tells him this elaborate story, and he says, David, you are the man. Right. And when he says you are the man, the conviction hit him so hard. It
0: gripped him in such a way yeah. he just humbled.
1: Yes, it, it humbled him and yes. he and, and that's where we get I referenced it earlier, Psalms fifty one. And he's saying, God, I don't, you don't want my religious activity. You want my heart. And he, he begs God. It, the conviction is so strong upon him. He says, God, yes. don't let your presence depart from me. I, I don't right. want to be absent from you. And that, that has to come back to the church through conviction, through repentance and when you have conviction and and, uh, and and repentance you'll find that the breach will begin to be the gap will begin to be bridged and the walls will begin to be rebuilt the standard will begin to right. be raised and, and 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 it saved it saved that confrontation that conviction that repentance saved not only David's life but it saved his kingdom right, right. and and we have to We have to be like David. Be willing to be, uh, you know, God has confronted me about something. Okay, I need to deal with it. If God is dealing with somebody about something in your life, maybe, you know, young people, maybe how much you're on social media. How much, uh, how much time you give to watching shows on whatever you stream, Netflix or right. Disney, but whatever. Uh, you know, What are we giving our time to? David's cry when that conviction hit him and he began to repent, that, that stands out to me so much. God, I don't want to lose your presence. How, how many of us would, and this is a question for the church, how many of us could operate as normal without the presence of God? David right. said, that's not an option for me. Right. Yeah. The presence of God has gotten me this far. The Goliath, presence of God. Through all the years hiding and running from Saul, the presence of God, that's what kept me. Right. And that we have to desire that. I, I, I cannot, and the church cannot, and that's what we have to get back to through conviction and repentance is we cannot go on so without true. the presence of God. You know, Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, right. we're not going. Absolutely. And he goes on to tell the Lord and I, you know we've preached on this before but he said that's how people know that we are who we say we right. are is your presence. Yeah, absolutely. That's what distinguishes us. That's what makes us your people. That's what makes us different. And that's got to come back
0: that's to true. the church. Absolutely. And we find in scripture it is in his presence. Yeah. Not in the presence of political correctness. It's yeah. not in the presence of political leaders, but no. it's in his presence that there is fullness of joy and uh, you know today what is absent from the lives of many Mm -hmm. uh, uh, within the walls of the church is the same as what's absent from many outside the walls of the church there is a lack of joy there's a lack of fulfillment Uh, and we see a generation trying to fulfill those voids with all sorts of things Mm -hmm. and now we have created nothing more than a a generation of chaotic behavior
1: yeah
0: and what it is it's bringing premature death it's not fulfilling destinies uh but we are seeing people live lives full of emptiness yeah and that's not what god's plan is absolutely and, not uh, and as we see all of the events that's taking place in this nation as well as around the globe today we find that right now uh, there needs to be a fullness of his joy mm-hmm. and uh and in order for us to be that city set on a hill, in yep. order for us to be the salt and the light yep. in the world around us, uh, then we're going to have to be filled with His joy. And yep. that only happens if we're in His presence. Absolutely. And uh, if we're in His presence, uh, then uh, everything has a different perspective, yeah. and uh, and I mean, you look at the unrest in our nation. Last night was another example yeah. of just complete
1: sad, yeah.
0: uh, uh, darkness and mm-hmm. gross darkness. We see the behavior uh, in many parts of the world. It continues to be very, uh, very difficult, and uh, and I do believe while we've maybe been forced to do things a little differently, uh, it, we're going to have to figure out uh, that none of it really matters if he's not in the middle yep. of it. And if he's not the one that's leading and guiding and directing, everything we do is going to crumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this season, I do believe that the Holy Spirit is is present uh, to lead, guide, teach us, uh, mm-hmm. to encourage us, and to empower us and equip us uh, for the task at hand. And uh, But there is no shortcut to this. No. And I believe with all of my heart tonight... Uh, that the next few days are very critical in this nation. And I believe it's uh, the the behavior of the church is definitely uh, orchestrating and having an impact on many things Mm -hmm. uh, because God is taking pleasure in hearing the cry of his saints. And uh, I believe that wholeheartedly. So I want to encourage those that's watching us tonight and joining with us uh, just for this short time right here in the middle of the week. As I, as I tried to, on Sunday morning, let me just say real quickly, do not be weary in well-doing. No, no. And uh, because we know this, this, uh, this spirit of deception that tries to get us off track also brings about weariness and heaviness and uh, those always give birth to fear but Paul told Timothy, he said, The Lord didn't give us a spirit of fear, mm. but of love, of power, a and of a sound mind. And recently we've preached on the mind. Yeah. And, and to have a sound mind means this, that it's not diseased. It, it's, not it's not distracted. distracted. Yeah. It's, not, it, it's, not, it's not a double-minded. And mm-hmm. the Lord tells us about being a double-minded yeah. person. Yeah. And uh, so right now, I, I know that there may be a lot of things going on and a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but today, if the church will keep its focus... And if we'll continue to go to this place of prayer that God is calling us to, Mm -hmm. I believe that we're getting ready to be ushered in to a very unique place. And I've been Mm -hmm. thinking about this, and then we're going to pray uh, for a few moments together with you there at home or wherever you may be watching. But when I began to revisit some things in recent days, I was taken back to the resurrection of Mm Christ— And he showed himself for 40 days with many different proofs that it was really him. But before he ascended to heaven, uh, we know out on the shore, 500 roughly see him be called away. But as he's getting ready to leave this earth, he's saying to them, go to Jerusalem because not many days from now you'll be endued with power Mm -hmm. from on high. And they said, are you going to set up the kingdom? He said, listen, don't get distracted. God, the Father, knows when that time is and all all that. He said, just know this, that you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire so that you can be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Now, he said, go to Jerusalem and tarry there. And I I seen that there was a transition that had to take place. And this transition, the first thing that had to happen in that transition was the 120 that went, Mm -hmm. that was there at the day of Pentecost. Then when they first went in, I'm sure that there was conversation, there was all this stuff going on, trying to figure out, well, what's getting ready to happen? But there was a process that had to happen, and that process began to take them into a place of unity. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the process we find ourselves in it's not just bringing us back into unity with our Father, but it's bringing us back into unity with one another. And this unity that the remnant, the church, is coming into with our Father and with one another as we begin to pray and get the mind of the Lord. Because right now, you can listen to a message that's preached in Indiana, mm-hmm. and you can listen to a preacher in Texas or, or out west, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, they may be a different scripture, a different title, but the message is the same. Yeah. Because, and that's how God works. He always has a message for the hour, a message mm-hmm. for the season. Yeah. And we see that there's a unity coming within the shepherds of the church yeah. Yeah. as well as the body of Christ. And I know there's going to
1: be change. Yeah. And it's
0: bringing us into yeah. unity. And this unity is getting ready to give us a manifestation of a freshness of the Holy Spirit of yeah. God. I believe that wholeheartedly. And uh, so while it may be a little uncomfortable going through some yeah, of the stuff we're going is, through, it is, uh, we got to be excited because yeah. there is something on the horizon. And I believe, honestly, that in the coming few days, we're getting ready to see the hand of God. We've seen God move on so many different levels that we can sit here and talk about in different uh, whether in the political climate as well as in the local church Mm -hmm. uh, and on the mission field and and all these types of things. But I believe God is getting ready to be glorified Mm -hmm. in this nation uh, in a very unique way in the coming days. Mm -hmm. So I want us to be prayerful and mindful of that, that this is a time because, and I'll go back and I'll Mm -hmm. reference this one more time, is that there are those that have tried to make an unlawful entry Mm -hmm. into his vineyard, and he says... That's not happening. Yeah. You, you, you've, it's almost. And I've, and we've mentioned this. There are those that have all basically blasphemed him, mm-hmm. and they've lifted their hand and said, "This is what we're going to do." And he said, "No, that's not what you're going to do." Yeah. And I think because of the humbling and all of the things that's happening that we could talk about tonight, uh, there is getting ready to be uh, a manifestation of the glory of God. So I want you to be encouraged. Yeah. I want you to know this. It's not a time to be weary. No. But it is a time to know this, that the hope of saving a nation yeah. tonight is when the church within this nation really just faithfully and continually humbles themselves and calls out to God. And much like Nehemiah prayed, mm-hmm. Lord, forgive me. Forgive, forgive me of the sins of my fathers. Forgive me of me neglecting your statutes and your commandments. And when we humble ourselves in his presence we are rewarded with His presence. Absolutely. And that is an amazing thing to find.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And I, I will say, just before we pray here, just quickly, and, and you know, we talk about, uh, um, some may say, why do you, why, why are we talking about repentance and conviction and all these things so much, as, and, and the altar and all these things? is. And we say it's an encouraging message. And the reason why it's an encouraging message is is it brings about that that unity that you were talking about. Right. Is it brings the body of Christ into alignment for his spirit to move. And because his spirit is willing, his yes. spirit is, is wanting to move. Um, but it, it takes, just like in the upper room, it took 120 people to get in one mind, and one accord. And then he said, okay. I'm going to move. So when we talk about conviction, when we talk about repentance, it's not, it's not a rod um, striking you saying you need to get it right. We, we, there's, all, there's always something we can do more for God. But we're saying this because when we come into alignment, into agreement with the Word of God, and we come into alignment and agreement with it, as a body, as a corporate body, his Spirit is, is, is granted access into our midst to move freely, um, to be poured out on us in a very special way. So Absolutely. I think that oftentimes people will say, oh, well, He's talking about repentance or conviction, and that's so hard. But um, really, it's instruction just to say, if we, if we do this, we mean it, and we're fervent about it, God will move.
0: Absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly. And that's my hope and that's my drive today is that, you know, there is something on the horizon right now that is getting ready to bring about a move of the Holy Spirit upon a generation that is getting ready. I firmly believe this, is getting ready to be equipped by the Holy Spirit in such a way that the Great Commission as my as my dear friend Dr. Fultz would say Mm -hmm. that the Great Commission will become the Great Completion yes and and we're optimistic of that and we're seeing people give of themselves to make Mm -hmm. that happen but I believe that while we're not talking about just reaching across the globe today but we're talking about reaching our neighbors reaching our community and uh, serving one another Mm -hmm. and uh, so tonight uh, I, I want you to be encouraged as I said just a moment ago uh, our future is very bright mm-hmm. uh, if we position ourselves to stay not visit but to stay yes. in the presence of the Lord Absolutely. and uh, I believe as we do that we're getting ready to see uh, the Lord move on behalf of his people Amen. and I believe this nation uh, I know a lot of people have kind of wrote it off and everybody has an opinion and that's fine yeah. Uh, but I believe what God has been putting in my spirit, uh, along with many, many others, uh, is that there 's getting ready to be a harvest of souls in this nation, and it's, this harvest is going to att- uh, is going to touch the nations of the world because I believe there 's going to be a equipping of those that 's getting ready to come in. And uh, we're not just going to touch our neighborhood, but we're going to touch the nations. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm excited about that. Absolutely, and I, And yes. to God be the glory for that. Amen. Uh, but tonight, I want us to join together with all of you that are watching with us and those that will be watching maybe later. Uh, I want us to go to a time of prayer tonight. And uh, we're going to pray for our nation.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but we're also going to pray for the church yes. in this nation. Yes. and. Uh, And we know this, that God is uh, our source, he's our strength. But right where you're at tonight, I'm gonna ask you to just uh, kinda put everything aside for the next few minutes, and I'm gonna ask you to join with me. It says that when we join our faith together, when we pray the prayer of faith and the prayer of agreement, that things change. And tonight I'm believing uh, for this nation to have an awakening. I'm believing for this Absolutely. nation to have a revival. Absolutely. And I'm believing for the forces of evil to be driven back. And I do Amen. believe. And I, I don't want to see the destruction of any man mm-hmm. or any woman. That's not what I'm praying. But I, be, I believe this. That there are those that have defiled the Lord. And they have willfully went beyond... And the Lord says, "Your day has come." As I shared, He said the same thing that He said to Ahab through through the prophet: "Is I have found thee." And in this moment, there is judgment coming to to some men and women, uh, and some organizations, and some political powers. And uh, God help their soul, save their soul is my prayer. But there is getting ready to be some wrongs made right, and there's some things that's been. Uh, allowed to take place that's no longer going to be permitted to take place because of the season we are in right now. Mm -hmm. And so we want to pray that God's will would be done. We're going to pray that evil is pushed back, and we're going to pray that the Lord's will would be done uh, in the next few days in this nation in a very strategic manner. The enemy is doing everything in his power, Uh, but we're talking about life and liberty and freedom. We're talking about the institution of family, we're mm-hmm. talking about uh, religious liberties and all yeah. types of things is hanging in the balance in this nation right now. But I believe that there is getting ready to be a victorious sound yeah. uh, in this land. And it's going to be because of men and women like you and I coming together and praying together. So Absolutely. we want to do that right now. And I'm just going to, uh, I'll start us off, and, uh, and then Pastor Jade, I want you to just follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to pray and believe uh, God uh, to do what needs to be done on behalf of our nation today. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you tonight for the last few moments that we've had to share your word and to converse back and forth. and to uh, come into the homes of those that are watching with us tonight. And, Lord, while uh, we're saddened that we're not able to come together in a traditional manner into the sanctuary and give worship and and the preaching of the Word, but, Lord, we, we want you to know, first of all, that we do worship you and that we honor you and only you and that we lift you high tonight. And, Lord, we say thank you. Uh, for the ultimate sacrifice at Calvary. Thank you for the remission of sin. Thank you for that which you have faithfully done on our behalf and that is stand before us and go before us and walk with us through life. And Lord, today as we come, first of all tonight, we'd say, Lord, we just pray for healing to continue to come to our church family. We pray that you continue to strengthen them, encourage them. Lord, those that are going through difficult situations right now, I pray that your peace that passes all understanding would rest upon them. And Lord, tonight we're believing uh, for there to be absolute turnarounds uh, in those situations. And we thank you for it. But tonight also... We come now joining our faith together, and we're praying for our nation, our vineyard tonight, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we're able to call this nation home. We thank you that we are able to celebrate all of the, the blessings and the comforts that we have been afforded here, and we don't take that for granted. We don't take that lightly tonight, and we say thank you for it. But, Lord, we know this, that our nation uh, needs, re- needs revival. Our nation needs to turn back to you. And, Father, we know that judgment begins at the house of the Lord. So, first of all, we ask you to forgive us. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, our fathers, of the sins that they committed have been complacent as well. And, and those in the church today, Lord, that maybe we've just gotten too comfortable and mm-hmm. we went through the motions mm-hmm. and and we didn't really uh, seek after you Maybe. In the manners that we should have at times lord ask you that you would forgive us of that but lord we're returning now and we're praying together in faith believing that you will hear us and lord we know that you're more than able to deliver us from the snare of the fowler we know that you're more than able to bring us into a place of victory and lord even though we don't understand all of the elements and maybe we don't even understand exactly what path to take at times in certain areas yeah. we know that that your Holy Spirit is here present right now on this earth uh, to give us direction and guidance to lead us and direct us in all that we do and father we say thank you for allowing the Spirit of God to be present but Lord I pray that you would help your people to have an ear to hear and a heart to receive tonight that which the Spirit is saying for Lord we know that the Spirit does not speak on his own behalf but he speaks that which the Father speaks and Lord today we're listening and we're asking you to give us divine direction, give us guidance Uh, and Lord as we pray together tonight we lift up our nation before you and we say Lord do it again, let revival fire begin to burn in this generation, Uh, Lord we have seen it uh, from a hundred years ago till recent years Lord times of revivals and awakenings have swept through this land but right now Father we don't need yesterday's manna but we need fresh manna from the portal of glory, and we ask you, Lord, to give that which is needed to this generation. Lord, as they go and nail before you, I pray, Lord, that there would just be an awakening in their spirit for the things of God. I pray for the wayward children. I pray for the backslider tonight. Lord, I pray that there would begin a a coming-to-themselves moment, uh, Lord, where they would begin to just uh, see you uh, and realize that in your house there is more than enough, and Lord, I pray for maybe the one that's a little weird tonight the one that's a little overwhelmed uh, they feel like everything's just sh- uh, full of uh, uh, shambles all around them tonight Lord I pray today Lord that your comforting spirit would come to them undergird them let them not yes. be weary tonight Lord but let them More. put their trust in you yes. and Lord I thank you for what I sit in my hallelujah. spirit tonight yes, Lord I thank you that there is a remnant of people that's coming uh, and standing uh, and kneeling before the throne of God and saying God we put Putting our trust in you and father I pray uh, right now Lord that in the midst of all of the noise in uh, all the uncertainty all of the unrest all of the evil that there would begin to be a peace that would come Lord I pray for evil to be driven back and the glorious light of the gospel to begin to shine brightly again in this nation I speak to the darkness uh, I speak to the spirit yes. of distraction and uh, and disruption that would try to cause division in this nation and I command it in the name of Jesus, uh, to go back to the pits of hell where it came from. And Lord, I decree and declare that this will not be a season of violence, but this will be a season uh, where you are high and lifted up, where there will be a humbling before the things of God. And Lord, those that have made uh, made a lot to bring an usher in evil. Lord, I pray that it would fail, that it would be exposed, and Lord that the church would stand up in victory in this hour, and Lord that there would be a reemerging of truth and that there would be a sound of victory blasting in the days ahead where the Lord receives glory and honor. And Lord, we pray this prayer in the wonderful name, the name that is above every name, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: God, we continue to come before you for this nation. And God, I pray for the leaders of this nation, whether it be federal, state, or local, Lord God, that you would give them wisdom, divine wisdom, on how to handle issues and circumstances that are coming. Uh, Lord, even tomorrow and in the months and weeks and years to come, Lord, I ask yes. that there be peace in this nation, there be joy in this nation again. Uh, and Lord, we know that true peace and true joy will come back to this nation when it comes back to the church yes. inside this nation. And God, I call out to, for the church in this nation. And Lord, I believe that You're not done with this nation because You're not done with the people of God that reside in this nation. And God, I believe that Your Holy Spirit yes. is still wanting to baptize young and old alike and fill them up with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I believe God that you want to raise up uh, uh, kings and queens and priests, uh, Lord, to lift you up and to have spiritual authority over wickedness in high places. Lord, I believe that you are equipping your church through conviction, through repentance. You are equipping your church uh, for the Holy Spirit to be poured out once again on this nation and on this body and Lord I believe that you're going to do greater and greater things Lord things that we can never imagine Lord I ask the church through the unction of the Holy Spirit Lord I just keep hearing this, this this question in my mind I feel like the Lord is challenging us tonight do you want it do you want a revival? do you want my presence? do you want my joy? do you want my peace? do you want the victory that I have for you he, he's, he's calling out to us. Uh, And Lord, uh, let us respond to that call tonight. Uh, Let us step out and say, as David said, and we we, we spoke about it earlier, God, I must have your presence. Uh, Do not let your presence leave the church house. uh, But Lord, let your presence become even greater and thicker and stronger in the houses of worship. Uh, Lord, I ask that the church would become evangelistic again. Uh, Your Bible tells us, uh, Lord, your word tells us, uh, Lord, that that you were going to give power That power would come upon the church to be witnesses, Lord. A powerful church is a witnessing church. And Lord, that's the church that I believe that you're wanting uh, to birth in this nation again. I ask that we would be hungry for the things of God. That we would be thirsty for the will that God has for our life. Lord, let us crave your presence. Uh, Let us crave prayer. Let us crave even fasting. Let us crave time alone with you in prayer. And crave your work God. I believe that you want to do greater and mightier things, uh, Lord. Things that we know not of, Lord. I believe that you want to blow our minds uh, with what you want to do. And God, I, I just thank you and I praise you, God, that you, you you're doing things right now that we we can't even imagine. But Lord, I thank you more for what you're going to do. Let us not be uh, entangled with the cares of this life, as Paul told Timothy. But Lord, let us endure hardness uh, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Uh, Let us fight the fight of faith. Uh, Let us uh, set aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us. uh, And let us run this race with patience, looking unto Jesus. uh, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, We love you. We honor you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. And God, as pastor made reference too early, earlier, Lord, that there is a turning that needs to take place in this nation. And I believe it is taking place. And Lord, as I was reading the other day, as you appeared to Moses in the burning bush, your glory appeared to him in that burning bush. The portion of Scripture says he turned and he yes. walked towards it. And let us turn yes, yes, and yes. walk towards the glory of God. Let us hear what you have to say. Let us be attentive to what you want to speak to us. And Lord, we acknowledge you in all our ways. We ask you to direct our path in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Feel the presence of the Lord in this room. Amen. I pray you feel that right at home where you are tonight. And uh, know this, I believe as we stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, yeah. we're getting ready to see the hand of God move Amen. across this nation. Amen. Young and old alike, I believe that there is getting ready to be winds of refreshing and winds of renewal come. So I want to just encourage you tonight, right here in the middle of the week, don't be weary and well-doing, yeah. but know this, that God is in complete control right now, no matter how it seems it's out of control yeah. in this nation and other places. Know this, God is in complete control, and God is going to receive glory.
1: Amen. And
0: I'm going to encourage you to just uh, stay in the word, stay in prayer. We're going to continue to be in prayer all of this week in a time of intercession. I've uh, We're trying to do what we need to do throughout the day, yeah. but we're really trying to just kind of... Uh, spend some time alone with the Lord and and I I really feel like the Lord is showing and speaking to us some things as I know he is to all many of you and uh, to those across the globe in this season and uh, I believe there's fresh revelation of the Word of the Lord coming uh, and is coming even now so know this tonight we love you and we appreciate you and we thank you for for supporting this ministry and continually Praying for us and uh, and for this local house of worship, and uh, but if uh, if our pastor friends are watching tonight as well, know this: we're praying for you and believing yes, for you yes, uh, and your house wherever you may be. And uh, we're believing that while I believe we're going to have to go through some delicate times in mm-hmm. the days ahead in the remainder of this year, I believe that 2021 is going to be the year for the church. That's really going to begin to see God's hand do some amazing things. And I believe that uh, families are going to be restored. I believe that there is wait for children coming home. Uh, and I believe that there is uh, there's getting ready to be a sound of celebration come back to this Amen. nation. Uh, because uh, the church in this nation is repenting. And uh, I believe that there's going to be a very clear line drawn in the next coming days uh, of the church world and the true remnant. But the remnant of God's people uh, is getting ready to experience his glory. And I'm so thankful for it. Amen. So tonight I pray that the remainder of this week will be a blessing to you. Uh, I, I pray health over you and your family. I praise you go to the workplace tomorrow and uh, that you'll just be refreshed and renewed. And uh, know this, we love you, we appreciate you, we're praying for you. And uh, stay tuned to all of our social media platforms and we will be giving everybody an update for this coming weekend. Uh, But may the Lord bless you, may he keep you. May shine brightly upon you and give you a place of peace. This is Pastor Ron, Pastor Jade, right here at PTC Ministries in Commonsville. Hey everybody, this
1: is Pastor Jade Abrams. I want to thank you for watching today. Feel free to find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and get to know us a little better. And we ask that you subscribe if you'd like to this YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the bell for alerts anytime we post something new. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a good day.